0: By what name are you known? There are some who call me Tim. Get get, get, get hey, what's going on, everybody? You're tuning in to another episode of Twenty Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. If you need any mental health, mental illness resources, please check the show notes in this episode. This is my third time trying to record this episode, so third time's a charm. That's why we missed last week. <clears throat> don't forget to go to 2010minutes.com for merch, buy me a coffee, download my app, see some photos, uh, see a couple of my blog posts, which I don't really do that often, but check it out anyway. Tell me what you think. The whole layout, I'm trying to work on like the whole, like, how to be more social media uh smart when it comes to putting things together like a website, I can do the Twitter, but like handling everything by your own is like a part time job with this thing. I love when people think this is my full- time job and I just laugh not because it's a stupid question because it's just ridiculous that that might be an option, but it's not but I do do always laugh and i and I like that people think this is good enough that I would get paid. Saving money is as good as making money where I am right now with this podcast. So I thank you for those people that think that. Um, yeah, so this episode is my third try. The first two times I just gave up and I couldn't figure out why. But then I realized my phone was at max capacity because I record videos at like the highest definition. And I didn't know that took up a lot of memory. I have like an iPhone 12 and it's ridiculous how quick these phones fill up and then it tells me that I have all this other memory that's clogged up with documents and data and I can't figure out what that even means. So I like I'm deleting apps, re-downloading them and that works. Like why is there always like a workaround of a phone that's like ahead of its time? It's ridiculous. These phones have us by the balls. Amazon has us by the balls. Everybody like Apple and Amazon control like rule the world. They absolutely rule the world and people don't buy it to try to fight the big companies. And it's a tough fight. I respect the people that do it. I just don't respect people with Android phones when they try to do a group message with a bunch of iPhone users. You're really messing things up. And I hate when I see uh, Tim laughed at image. It's like, I don't need to read that. So that's actually an iPhone person problem. You shouldn't be liking that either. So worst of both worlds. You know what I mean? Therapy has been going great for me lately. I've been in a great mood as of late. And uh, sometimes I do get a little bit scared because I know I'm not manic. So I know that I'm happy, which is nice to know. And um, But I am looking for that pendulum swing, which is inevitable with someone like me. But he's been challenging me really hard. We're working on some more things together. Got a workbook, really putting in notes, uh, really paying attention. He asked me questions where I have to have him repeat it like two or three times. Like it's an SAT question and I have to keep like going over it in my head. I'm like, I don't even know if that was the right answer for what you were asking. But it's fun. I like making him laugh. If I can make my therapist laugh, I know I'm doing okay, and don't forget if you have a therapist out there, ask them what I asked every therapist that do you there's no way that you don't talk about this with like your friends and family? There's no way like they don't have to give away names, but i I don't believe it like everyone at any job is like, "Hey, don't tell anybody, but and it's like you can't really talk about your job, I don't talk about my job, definitely not on this podcast. People at work are starting to find out more and more now, and I'm always like wicked like embarrassed by it in the most part because I just don't like talking about it. I like talking about it like out in public, like when someone randomly tells me I'm like, oh thank you so much, but let's leave it at that. I just need to know who listens. If you listen, just 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 say something to me. Okay. I need to know that my fans are still out there, my listeners. I don't even know if I have fans, but but we got to the point of like it's so cliche, but there was a lot of issues that I was having because like I'm not a very handy person. He's like, oh, what does that stem from? I'm like, oh my god, here it comes. I'm like the most cliche thing that can happen in a therapy session: daddy issues. I've uh, I've told this story briefly. Um, my biological father, I found out like who he was like a couple of years ago, and the father I grew up with wasn't my father really, but he was because like that's who I grew up with, and then I had another father the figure in high school, and then. One of them died of, of esophageal cancer. Um, so, yeah, I've had some issues with uh, fathers in my in my life, but nothing like terrible or negative, really. It's just that, uh, yeah, so the one now is, is interesting because, uh, yeah, I took an ancestry test and found out I had a whole different biological father, and uh, it's very weird. And there's more to it. I'm not going to go too deep into it. It is very juicy for the most part, but I'm not really wanting to talk about it or people want me to talk about it if that makes any sense to you um but yeah it is kind of cool taking the ancestry but if you do be be careful cuz uh, ancestry.com ruining one, ruining families one strand at a time um but yeah it, it, it's it's kind of cool but i uh but with the therapy back to the therapy real quick i'm just nervous about life still with where i am cuz i know I am going through that divorce separation right now with Lindsay and I'm still living here until I, uh, it, dude, it's not, it's not cheap living out by yourself right now. It ain't cheap. Like gas is supposed to be up to like six bucks in the Northeast by like the summertime. I dude, there's so much going out in the world that like, I think I would die by myself. So it's kind of good. My situation It's very unconventional, but I'm a very unconventional type of guy. I got my, I got my other roommate. So it's pretty fun. I'm living with two girls. You see tampons everywhere. That's what happens when you live with two women. So, uh, yeah. Back to traditions real quick um, with ancestry. and uh, No, not transition. Uh, traditions. It's more like uh, when people are proud of their heritage. And, like, I'm not a big fan of traditions. I like to do my own thing. Like, I don't know. I can't even think of an example. But, like, all cultures have, like, their traditions or whatever. But, like, my ancestors, like, I don't know if they were good people. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, support – Um, like Bill, Bill Burr had a joke about supporting the troops and he's like, support all of them. They're all good. So it makes, makes me wonder. It's like, was my great, great grandfather just a real piece of shit? Or like my other great, great grandfather that like puts, put milk in his bowl before a cereal. I can't respect that. But I did get an ancestry test with that. So I got like what I am, which was kind of cool. Like I'm 48% Irish, 17% Scottish, which, uh, yeah, I'm whiter than lined paper. I get it. But then I also have 10% European Jewish, 5% Cameroonian, 4% Nigerian, Welsh, and English. Which is kind of a, a mixed bag here, which is kind of cool. I like the idea of having all these different, these different uh, what is it, the fucking heritage in, in all these within me. So I got like a whole, I'm like a smorgasbord of just life. Like Europe right down to Africa, that one little sliver on the map. If you're a flat earther, then you know where it is. It's right in the middle. Um, but yeah, to go around traditions, uh, I feel like nostalgia is a connection with that. My transitions are not smooth today and I don't care because this is the third time Third time I'm trying to record this. Um, but yeah, so I know I talked about this, about texting your friends and checking in on them and just bringing up something in the past to start that conversation. How is that going? Anyone that done that recently and like, hasn't really heard back from them, I think we need to start trying that on the other end and seeing um, seeing who texts back. Now, And if they don't text back, it's like now you know. It's like they're not invested. And I think a lot of us hold on to friendships for nostalgia reasons only. And there's friends out there that... That could just be shitty or they are just mean to you or they're very controlling. Whatever whatever reason it could be, but you stick with them because they've just always, quote-unquote, been there. They haven't been there for you. They've just been there. And I think cutting ties with people like that is uh, the way to go now. You can't carry around weight that's bringing you down. And I feel like I kind of feel that way sometimes. Uh, I know people have done it to me, I feel like. It's a two-way street, so I get it. Um definitely definitely gotta figure that out for yourself and um do what's best for you. But I feel like a lot of people are stuck with nostalgia friends, but definitely try that now and just try to not text people that you normally text to see you see if they come back chirping. And uh then you'll know you know who the real ones are, you know. There's a buzzy new anxiety medication right out now, right out now, buzzy beta blockers, which is what something I coined, but they're just called beta blockers. And I guess Khloe Kardashian was talking about them, which made them popular. I'm not one of those people. It's like, oh my God, I'm talking about the Kardashians right now. Ugh. I don't really care for them. I don't know what they really do. I still don't know. I always get them confused. Uh, Courtney, uh, And then there's two other ones, I think. I don't know. Um, but I guess they, uh, beta blockers are typically prescribed to treat heart failure, which is interesting. But more recently, they've been prescribed off-label to treat symptoms of anxiety. Beta blockers could be a short-term treatment option to alleviate the physical symptoms of anxiety, which is kind of cool, I guess, because uh, it's not like one that you can get addicted to. So beta blockers aren't approved by the FDA for anxiety. They're often used off-label, especially in situations where the individual can anticipate feeling anxious, like performance anxiety, stage fright, or facing social settings. I feel like we all can experience anxiety on different levels. Mine is more... uh, prevalent is that is that the right word i want to use did i just use a big word that'd be pretty cool um but i think again like people have it with stage fright social settings so i think something with like probably a low dose compared to like xanax um is actually not a bad idea obviously there's going to be some some negatives to it or some um what's the word i'm looking for um how like the side effects there's always funny side effects i'm gonna get into those in a second um, a doctor suggested more globally, it should be recognized that either beta blockers or other medication, as Xanax, clonopin, are patches. If someone needs a patch too often, it may be better to take something that works all the time. SSRI's, beta blockers are short term, so it's a good idea, in a sense, for people that don't want to get meds that may lead to dependency, like a lot of people do. I was on Xanax for a while, and I wasn't using it properly, so I decided to be off it, and uh, my therapist decided for me to be off it. Um, and uh yeah and if you don't know what ssris are it's a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors it's an antidepressant or or a type of antidepressant that works by increasing levels of serotonin within the brain within the brain we have like pills such as selexa lexapro prozac paxil and zoloft and your boy's been on four out of the five of them and hated them all i did not do well on either of those And Lexapro, I forget if it was Lexapro or Celexa, where it helped my mood, but my body was still depressed. Like, I wouldn't get up. I'd be on the couch and be like, I just watched three seasons of Boy Meets World, and it was a good one. I had a lot of fun watching it, but, like, I wouldn't get up and, like, take a shower. It was, uh, yeah, it wasn't fun at all. So not every pill works for everybody, and uh, I don't want to deter somebody that's on it or might be going on it to not do it. It just didn't work for me. Certain pills work for me. Some of them might not work for you. My best could be your worst, and your worst could be my best. Or your best could be my worst. I don't know. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that is often referred to the feel-good hormone. It carries messages between brain cells and contributes to well-being, good mood, appetite, as well as helping to regulate the body's sleep-awake cycle and internal clock. My serotonin is all over the map, then. Um... SSRIs, which makes me want to say uh, Mississippi, MSI, SSI, wait, M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. That was my favorite state to spell. I think it was yours too. Uh, SSRIs (laughs) increase levels of serotonin in the brain by preventing the reuptake of serotonin by nerves. Having more serotonin available in the nerve synapse means that it can transmit messages easier. All SSRI antidepressants are thought to work in this way. But everything has a downside. And I remember I was talking about this earlier. Guys, remember I was talking about this earlier? Beta blockers can result in a low blood pressure, slow heartbeat. It's also known to worsen asthma symptoms or trigger attacks, fatigue, and wake in. All right. Well, first things first. Any medication that you're on, look at it. And I want to say nine times out of 10, it says may cause drowsiness and uh, may loss of appetite and don't, op- don't operate heavy machinery, which I've seen the meme. We all think it's a forklift, but it's not. It's actually a motor vehicle, a car, if you will. And I never really thought that when I would always read it. But every every pill says that. I think that's just like a thing. It's like may cause diarrhea. And it's like, I don't know if the diarrhea is from that or the buffalo chicken sub I just ate. Um, but yeah, then it's kind of funny in a way too that it's it can, can trigger attacks. So wouldn't you be a little bit anxious that it might trigger asthma or... Uh, or like trigger just in a panic attack. It just I don't know. Sounds counterintuitive at that point, but hey, if it works for somebody and it's not habit forming, um, then yeah, I'm for it. It's kind of it just reminded me of the Dewey Cox story. And he's like, he's like, well, he's like when he's talking about weed, when he comes in and sees uh, Tim Tim Meadows, and he's like, you don't want none of this shit. And they're talking about weed, and he's like, is it addictive? He's like, it's not habit forming. You never paid for drugs, not once. That movie's really good. If you haven't seen uh, The Dewey Cox Story, it's on Netflix right now. Phenomenal movie, phenomenal. Um, Cell phone use, Google app. Uh, Google has a new app out. Uh, That's actually not that new. It's like Google Health Study app. Um, It's direct objective measures of how people use their phones with passive and continuous sensing technology. They also say that your phone will be able to directly measure many of the well-established building blocks of well-being, such as sleep and physical activity. So it's pretty much like the same app, I would say, that is uh, on the iPhones, that comes with the iPhone. And uh, I think cell phones are pretty much not that great for our mental health with what you can view online or being on it, straining your neck, your eyes, everything. So I was reading that. Even just an hour a day away from your phone definitely helps your mental health. And uh, and that's I feel like that's very true. I need to be off my phone. I, I get glued to it sometimes because I get bored or nothing to do. But I feel like you can't be bored. There's always something to do, even if you just don't like doing it. So I'm going to try to be off my phone for a while. I might download this app just to see how it goes. And it's just something else that's going to track me for every little move I do, which... Our phones already do. I think when you say something into your phone or talk about it and there's an ad that pops out, we brush that off way too quickly. We're like, oh, look, dude, we just talked about this. We, this is funny. Like, oh, I can't believe they're following us. It's like, no, they really are. We should we should figure this out. Like, what are they listening to? And like, where is this going? Like, is there just a guy at a desk taking this all in and he's just got to put it right together and send it to you as an ad? I'm not I'm not buying that. Um And with the cell phone use too, it's like, I I know this happened a little bit while ago, but I feel like we should still talk about is that Buffalo shooting. That was a very uh, racist attack. And uh, I saw, I never liked doing this, but I stumbled upon the video of the the shooter um, killing everybody in the supermarket, which was really fucked up. And I had a problem with doing this when I was uh, like years ago, I would be on Reddit and I would watch people die. It was just a subreddit to do that. And it wasn't that I was getting off, like, watching it. It was just, like, in my head, I was like, I have to see this shit because if it ever happened to me, like, and I was there to deal with it, like, I would know how to deal with it, which is kind of a weird logic for it. But, yeah, seeing that seeing that video really fucked me up. And uh, and obviously, it just goes to show cell phone does mess with your mental health. And just uh, the 10 people that died in that shooting should not have died. And I'm just fucking sick of this shit. Like, no one should be dying going to the grocery store and just having themselves a day. I just can't. The racism shit, like, needs to fucking go. I don't understand it. I really don't understand it anymore. Like, you just, oh, sorry that people are different. Like, that's what makes the world go round. Like, we're all different. And we should just enjoy life. And I don't understand why people have to bring other people down just because they're quote-unquote different. It's fucking, I don't know, it gets me mad, and I can just ramble about it, uh, like, all for the next 20 minutes, and just makes me sick, and uh, it sucks, but I I don't know. I'm not going to keep on going, but uh, I hope there's a lot of peace with those families in Buffalo. Um, I'm going to end with this uh, to go back on, like, bad habits with me being on my phone, um... There's nine ways that can vary that can help you with breaking bad habits. I had a friend say one time is uh you can't get rid of bad habits. You can only form uh, good habits now, which I can I can get I can get with that a little bit. But I feel like I can break a lot of bad habits. Um, number one, make negative habits obvious. If you just like push it out there, let the world know. It's a good way so that people can hold you accountable, even yourself. Start from simple to complex. Even just doing something very little is uh is a great move like i have a bad habit let's just say we all have a bad habit of putting clothes away if you just do your socks lay out your t-shirts for two hours later do something get off your phone do that create a new environment put your remote in another room if you want to read um no uh if i do that i'm just gonna go walk in that other room and take the remote i'm not good at doing that um identify the consequences of bad habits which is good Make bad make bad habits difficult and painful. A habit contract punishment if you do something, which kind of seems like uh one of those like uh like you gotta pull your uh, eyelash out or pull your eyebrow out. Change your mindset. Uh, associate with supporters, which is always good. Practice positive speaking, which is very tough. And then meditation. Meditation, I can't really can't really get down with. I know a lot of people do. I talked to my friend's father who was big into Tai Chi and doing that as well. And I feel like I would like to learn it, but I just don't have the time. I'm always on my phone. (laughs) Um, If anyone meditates out there, I would love to hear your story behind it because it's definitely, uh, it's definitely interesting to me. So I do apologize for missing last week, guys. Um, hopefully you checked out the episode with Lacey Lohoski, the travel anxiety uh, coach. Uh, this week I have uh, TV and radio legend uh, Ralph Sutton on, who was uh, on the SDR show with uh, Big Jay Oakerson, uh a comedian. He usually wears like cut off gloves. If you if you don't picture him in your head right now. Um, but yeah that was a really fun interview and I hopefully you guys check that out as well I hopefully you guys are still having fun with this podcast um there's times that i i don't want to record and uh like i said i'm gonna keep on doing this until the wheels fall off i got very frustrated last week and uh definitely gonna talk to my therapist about it and i need to my bad habit is i wait too long to record episodes and i need to go ahead of time i got North Carolina this weekend, so I won't be on social media as much. Uh, I need a much needed break from my home life in Massachusetts. Me and my best friend Duffy are driving down to DC and North Carolina to go visit some old college friends of mine, and it's gonna be a lot of fun, and I've been jacked up for the whole month. So if you follow me on any social media, I'll be posting a lot of that, Um, but I will be off my phone to enjoy my friends. Um, I always forget to write down three things I'm grateful for. I'm I'm grateful for being alive. I'm grateful for the internet and the way that you can still be in contact with the friends that matter <clears throat> and the friends that still matter uh, that you matter to them they matter to you etc and then i'm also uh grateful for arcades uh, me and jacqueline just went to an arcade and we played these two machines that were like broken for good like not like broken for good like they were good they were done forever they were broken for like the good reasons and you know that ball drop game where like the the buckets go around in circles and you got to put all the the red balls in the bucket I, if you get all 50 in, you win the bonus, but I I kept like getting like 48, 49, and they would count the bonus, so I kept on getting like 500, 500, 500, and there was this other claw game or whatever, but we ended up walking out with two scooters for no reason, they were like 4,200 tickets, and we had like 18,000, um, no, 180,000, we had like way too many tickets, and we're definitely gonna like jack that thing up and give it to some kid at one point, but... Um, I thank you guys for rocking with me again for 2010 Minutes, Episode 78. Almost to 100, man. I don't know what month that's going to come out. Uh, It's going to be quite some time from now, but very excited. I have a bunch of episodes already recorded for my interviews, so I I got a lot of fun people with that. Um, I hopefully look forward to it. Um, I love you guys so much. Thank you, and have a good one. And we are this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.